Hello. If you've had setbacks and disappointments recently, today's Search for Truth radio broadcast is for you. The Bible has many examples of people who suffered loss and disappointment. Now, Bible teacher Brian Johnston looks at this topic today to find help and encouragement. If you want to follow in your Bible, we'll be reading the experiences of Jeremiah in the Old Testament book called Lamentations. Today's is the final study in this series of broadcasts called Going the Distance. And if you've been following the last 11 weeks, we've covered such things as discouragement, failure, doubts, anxieties, temptations, pride, greed, anger, divisions in the church and how to face them with positive support from the Bible. And all of these things have support and help that the Bible can give us. So let's go to today's subject, which is refocusing our disappointment. And let's go to Brian for help. Thanks, John. As I write this, it seems as if the whole continent of Australia is encircled in a ring of fire. Bushfires are raging and people's homes are at the mercy of the changeable winds. Some people are literally seeing their life's work, or at least the fruits of it, going up in smoke. In a way, that helps me to imagine what must have been running through the prophet's mind. I'm thinking of the Bible prophet Jeremiah. The time is the 6th century before Christ. Jeremiah, often called the weeping prophet, is sitting among the ruins of the city of Jerusalem and the rubble of what had once been its temple. The place had been visited by the Babylonians, who were the world superpower in those days. They'd ransacked the city and its temple and taken most of the people away as captives. We can forgive Jeremiah for being upset. He was a man whose life's ministry had been directed towards and invested in the people who'd now been transported away to Babylon. And as a man of God, the temple would naturally have been the focus of his service. What was he going to do now? It must have seemed as though God had allowed his ministry to simply disappear before his eyes. He must have struggled to come to terms with God permitting the Babylonians to smash and burn the temple to the ground. But let's allow Jeremiah himself to tell us how he really felt that day all those centuries ago. His feelings are captured in some of his words recorded forever in the Bible. Listen as we read from Lamentations chapter 3 and from verse 18. And Jeremiah is speaking and he says, And I said, My strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, Therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let me ask you, what do you do when your hopes are crushed? How do you face up to disappointment? Maybe you felt sure there was something God wanted you to do, but it just hasn't worked out. Perhaps it touches your family life, someone not progressing as you'd hoped and prayed for. Or is it the case that others haven't shared your vision and some aspiration that you once cherished for serving the Lord hasn't materialised? 
Could it be that locally you haven't seen much evidence of blessing for a while? Perhaps there's some way that you can relate to what this man Jeremiah was going through. If there's some way we can identify with what he was going through, then we can also learn from and be comforted by his experience in working it through with God. That, after all, is at least partly why it's recorded here for us in the Bible in Lamentations chapter 3. In this world, disappointment is the constant companion of hope. And Jeremiah here speaks about his hopes. He tells us he'd had hopes that were from the Lord, surely all things to do with the service and the people and the temple of God. But now he's sitting amid the rubble, disconsolate as he surveys the ruin of it all. And as he sits there, he talks about how his hopes have perished from the Lord. Yes, he's experiencing disappointment, maybe even despair. But I want us to work through the verses from Lamentations chapter 3, which we read earlier, for I believe they take us on a pathway from despair to hope again. That was the pathway Jeremiah learned to walk at this difficult time in his life. It's in these verses that we find the prophet walking back to hope again. If you've recently been crushed by some disappointment, particularly in things connected with serving the Lord, it may be that right now fresh hope seems like a long way off. But I invite you to come with Jeremiah and learn about walking back to hope again. The first step Jeremiah took was simply that of expressing himself totally honestly to God. He ventilated his feelings in God's presence. Listen again to verses 18 to 20 of Lamentations chapter 3. This is Jeremiah speaking. And I said, My strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. You know that sinking feeling the prophet's speaking about here, don't you? Hopes have perished. Strength's gone. Maybe a little bit bitterness here. The recollection of what might have been, of how it could have been so different. Then tell the Lord about it. Then move on with Jeremiah to take the second step in walking back to hope again. Here's step two. For he went on to say in verse 21, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This I recall to mind, he says. But what's he recalling? Is he still thinking back to his disappointment? No, for that had brought a sinking feeling in those earlier verses. And there's a different tone here, a different mood. What he's now recalling is what we went on to read. Yes, it's a word of scripture, at least it's a Bible truth. His mind settles on something true about the character of God, something that's all to do with God's mercies, his compassions and his faithfulness. He tells himself that it's by God's mercies that he's not consumed, along with Jerusalem. I say, Jeremiah, is that really how you feel right now? I believe if we'd asked him that, he'd have said, no, it isn't. But still, I know these things are true, even when it doesn't feel as if they're true. And that's the point, isn't it? We can't always trust our feelings. They change. They go up and down. But God and his truth stays the same. So even when it didn't feel like it was true, Jeremiah affirmed what he deep down believed about God. If you like, this was his creed in despair. 
Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Having expressed his real feelings and then gone on to affirm what the Bible teaches about God, Jeremiah is now ready to take a very significant third step along the pathway back to hope. It's at this point, he says, the Lord is my portion, therefore I hope in him. In other words, he turns away completely from thinking about what might have been, those hopes from the Lord that had perished in disappointment, and he rediscovers what he still has, his relationship with the Lord. He rediscovers that the Lord is all he needs. He puts it like this, the Lord is my portion. He thought of the Lord as his lot, his inheritance, his destiny. In other words, he saw the Lord as the source of all true and real satisfaction and enjoyment. I hope in him, he says. Do you notice the difference? He's no longer talking about hopes from the Lord, but about hope that is in the Lord himself. Perhaps there are times when we all need to realise Realise and recognise afresh that it's the Lord that must have the central place in our life, not our ministry or his gifts to us, or even what we'd hope to do for the Lord. It must be only the person of the Lord himself who's our portion, who truly satisfies us. Hopes, even hopes from God, may diminish or at least seem to, but the hope that is in him can never be confounded. In walking back to hope again, Jeremiah leaves us with one final piece of advice. Verse 25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Who said that distracting ourselves with something else or throwing ourselves into a host of different activities is the best therapy for coping with loss? The word through Jeremiah would teach us something different. Don't throw yourself into some other work or project, but throw yourself into the arms of a loving God. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with Once more, I'd like to remind you that it'd be useful to have the transcript book of these 12 talks. There's so much biblical wisdom to share, and you can obtain it yourself by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media. If you can't do that, you're not able to for any reason, and you need to request a book, just write in and ask for Going the Distance. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, 
Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might also be interested to know that most titles of Search for Truth transcript books have been turned into ebooks and they're available if you go to amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. When you're in the Kindle store, type Search for Truth Brian Johnston into the field and you'll find the titles there. Many can also be ordered as a conventional print book from Amazon Bookstore or from our own bookstore at www.hayspress.org. And when you're on the website, just use Explore Our Shop to choose your titles. Now, it's been a pleasure to enjoy your company, and I hope you found the study helpful, particularly if you've been listening over the last 12 weeks. Next week, Brian will be starting a new series of four talks on the subject of adoption in relation to salvation. So I hope you'll be able to join us next time. Till then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So see you again soon and may God richly bless you. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness.